Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey, look at John 14, 16. We're going to get rolling. John 14, 16. I'm going to talk to you about the comforter a little bit, okay? John 14, 16. And then we're going to go John 14, 26. Somebody better take Daryl's offering. Otherwise, he's going he's gonna to keep waving it and make the devil mad. Come on, somebody. You like that? Praise the Lord. I like that, D. You're running a camera and giving at the same time. Okay, check this out. Now, write this down just so you know. Even when God knows what I'm feeling is wrong, he still sympathizes with me. I'm telling you today, you better stay in this message because God loves you so much. He's going to change your life. Even when he knows what I'm feeling is wrong, he still sympathizes with you, God. Did you know that? And that doesn't mean it's bad. It could just be wrong, meaning like it might not be scriptural. He still sympathizes with you. Even though all the while God knows he is the answer to the question of your life, he still sympathizes with you. You got to really hear me today. This is who God is. This is who God is. I want you to see this. And I want you to get this, because he uses terminology, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you, it's right up there. You'll see it. It's going to go back. Put that, put that up there, please. That John 14, because they need to see this, man. He sh- I'm going to pray the Father. He's going to give you another what? He's going to give you a comforter. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. What do you mean to talk about the comforter? I will pray the Father, and what? He's going to give you what? He's going to give you another comforter. Because why? Jesus was the first comforter. And he's going to abide with you for who? Forever. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm going to abide with you forever. It's good that I'm leaving. It says good he's going. He's going to show up too. Yeah, he's going to come in here and invade the place. You can take him home with you. He lives in you. You just got to get conscious of him. So he says, I'm the comforter. Look at John 14, 26. You're going to see this today. Just write these down. Go slow. It's all good. And it's all cool in here, man. This is the safest place in the world to learn about God. Just let him come in and let him get on you. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to show you who he is. Because I don't, I, don't I, don't I don't even think, the, like, there's not a proper perspective of who he is. They got a misconception of God. And I don't want none of that no more. I'm going to do him right. You know what I'm saying? I told somebody the other day, don't t- let me tell you, I'm this kind of guy. If you talk about my friends in front of me, I'm going to tell you shut up. Yeah, I don't play that. Especially preacher world, they're all gossips. Half of them, you know, I'm going to talk about people. So don't talk, they're my friend. Because I'm Italian, where I'm a little wacky from New Jersey, like in a good way. It's good, though. It's good culture. That's not bad culture. I don't like that. I'm respectful about my friends. You want to go talk about people, don't talk about them in front of me. Mind your own business. You don't know people. I don't like that stuff. So I'm not trying to be weird. So I don't, I don't do none of that. So I'm not going to sit here and not stand up for God at the, peace, you know, at the place of peace with mankind. Mankind need to get over it. If you don't know who God is, don't talk about him. Don't get a misconception about God because God loves you, man. He don't really care. He don't really care about the stuff. The church, church is whacked. Church, church kept more people away from God than anything. 
know what I'm saying? It's true. Come here, better not do this, better not do that, better not do this, do this, be, 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 be. I'd, rather, who, I'd rather go bowling than go to church, you nitwit. I don't like bowling either. That's boring. You know what I'm saying? Tell me who God is, man. Don't tell me your opinion of who you think God is. Tell me who God is and let me make my own opinion about what I want to come or not. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not being, I'm not being pendulum, you know, like swinging, oh, I'm all, no, I'm telling you the truth. But it's like coming here and then, no, man, tell us who he is and then you do what you want with him. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Bob knows what I'm talking about because I'm going to tell it like it is. Because this is who he is. So you see, look at 14, 26. You can read this real stuff. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. That's who, now God will tell you who he is. Read the Bible, man. But the comforter is, read it, the Holy Ghost. So what did he say the Holy Ghost is? He's a comforter. You got one of those on your bed? They're nice, right? You want to just roll up in it? Put the air conditioning low? Put the comforter on. Woo! That's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going on this side. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Just roll up in that comforter. Just lay back. Chill out. Hang out. He's trying to explain to you, understand my personality. Whom the Father will send in my name, he's going to do things. Now, this is what I want to tell you. This is what the Holy Ghost does. This is I didn't ask you what he does. I want to know who he is first. That's like me going like this. You know, do you describe people like this? Okay, a lot of people don't know my brother right here, right? He's, they're phenomenal worship leaders, right? Oh, he's a great worship leader. He can sing. They can play. They can do this. They can do, bro, you, you telling me everything about what he does, but who is this dude? He's from Barbados too. Yeah, they're from Barbados. You all need to meet and take me there. This is taking way too long to get me there. That's why I do not understand. Faster. Faster. We need to get me there. Everybody say, now. now. Yeah, don't you feel like I need to be in Barbados? I do. With the, I like the, the drum. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I just chill out. I'll stay for a month. Come back and see you guys if you amen me real good today. Otherwise, I'll stay a little longer. Come on. But, Bob, you're the best. Come on, right? So you get what I'm saying, though? But I don't explain what he does to explain who he is, so why do we got to go do that with the Holy Ghost? You know, this why you, you do this, you do that, you pray in tongues, you know, you fall out. No, 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 that's what he does. Yeah. Who is he? Mm. Let, today we're going to find out who is he. And it's cool. He the comforter. Write that down. Write that down. Comforter. Now, what's that mean, comforter? Now, I'm going to give you the formal definition of that, okay? What it means in the name. Parakletos in the Greek means this, one called alongside to help or aid. Okay, did you get that? One called alongside to help or aid. You got that? I go real slow. So he come alongside of you to help you aid. You can't see him now. That don't mean he ain't real just because he's invisible. Gravity's invisible. Is it real? Think about that. I'm smart. I'm working your head. I got a PhD in messing with your mind. Look, you know what I'm saying? Gravity, good to see you. Gravity is real, but you can't see it. Jump off the building, you're going to find out how real it is. Don't do it. It ain't good. Gra is gravity real? Yes, it is. But do you see it? 
No. Are you going to jack around with it? No. You're gonna, you ain't going to play with gravity. You're going to be like, I know it's there. Just let's not, let's not go too far to the edge. So what am I trying to say? Just because things are invisible do not mean that they're not real. So just because you can't see him don't mean he's not real. He's more real than what you see. You got it? And sometimes what happens in life, we're going through and we feel like, well, if he's, where is he? Well, guess what? He is invisible, but the reality of who he is is definitely there. So write these four things down. Four primary words that hold in that comforter is comforter, advocate, counselor, intercessor. I'm going to say it slow. Comforter, advocate. Advocate means what? Coming alongside to aid you. Right? He come alongside. I got an advocate on my behalf. Come on, right? You ever, yeah, yeah, what do you do if you have an advocate? I'm coming alongside. I'm speaking on your behalf. I'm coming along. I'm helping you. I'm being ever. How about this intercessor? Woo! You know what an intercessor is? Somebody comes alongside you to pray on your behalf. Intercede for you. Come on, he interceded for you. He's working on your behalf. That's why favor is going to go before you. That's why I was telling you. Favor will go before you, give you the perfect place. God already went before you got a job. He got it lined up, just waiting for you to step towards it. God got everything in your life lined up. He's trying to lead you. That's Romans 8, 14 and 8, 16. Just write these down. Romans 8, 14. For, well, let's go there in a minute. Let's pop that up there. Last one was what? He's a counselor. Yeah. Oh, God, you got a living counselor inside of you. Ain't that cool? Counselor. Now, that means what? He's living inside of you to give you counsel. Yeah, he is. And the counsel he gives you is the best because it's truth. Because he's leading you to truth. The spirit of truth which the world cannot receive. That's the Holy Ghost. He's the spirit of truth. So he's always taking you to truth. Problem is sometimes when he takes you to truth, we don't really trust it because we don't believe it and we reject it. But he's the only person you can really trust. Because he always takes you to truth. He never brings you to a lie. Is that Okay. So sometimes he tells you and you think like you're not spiritual. You're more spiritual than you think you are because you know the truth and the truth will set you free. But you ever get the truth on the inside? But here's the thing. You know what it is? Sometimes I can't handle the truth because I need somebody to sympathize with me. And that's okay. He's cool with it. Ain't that good news? He sympathizes with me. Even, when, even though when I'm like kind of like not thinking right, you know what I mean? Like you ever just not think right? You know what I mean? You have one of them days you're like, Man, I don't. And God starts talking to you. You're like, be quiet, God. Leave me alone, man. We all do it. It's okay. You know, like, we, we, leave me alone. He's like, okay, just let me know when you want me to come back because I'll come. He's too good, man. Let me know when you want me to come back and we could talk about it. But I'm good with you because I'm God. <laughs> man, he loves it. Ain't that cool? That's God. And then he comes back and says, hey, I can sympathize with what you're going through because I have been human. So I understand what humans go through, even though I'm God. That's why we needed Jesus to understand it. That's where we're going to go in Hebrews in a minute. But are you getting this? So he is. He's sympathizing with me. So all the while, you know what got me? He, being the answer, still sympathizes with me with all the questions. I cannot do that. I got to go real slow. I can feel it. And you're really smart, but I'm saying things that are weighty. Like, you ever have the answer? And you know you got the answer, and then you got to sympathize with somebody while you got the answer all the while. Yes. You want to talk about agony? Yeah. We've been talking about this for four hours. Can I just tell you what to do? <laughs> so you're still not ready. 
Okay. I guess we got all day. Go. Now, you're not that, you know, goofy, but you get what I'm saying. Like, you don't want the answer when you're looking for sympathy. Empathy, right? Jesus walking around all the while knowing he's raising Lazarus from the dead, but he didn't just go and say, hey, get a TV camera, watch this. I'm going to raise a dead guy today. He starts weeping with Mary and Martha and feels what they're feeling, even though for the moment he is the solution to the problem. You know what I'm saying? That don't happen normally. Why? Because people usually don't want. They ain't got that time of day. Right? But Jesus does. He sympathizes with you. Why do I got to know that word sympathize? Because it's really strong. I'm going to show it to you here in a minute. It's important. Because if you don't feel like he understands what you're going through, you ain't going through him. You ain't going to go to him. You ain't going to do it. So here's the definition. Ready? Summoned and called to one's aid, especially called to one's aid. One who pleads another cause before a judge, a pleader, a counselor for defense, legal assistance, or an advocate. These are, these are the definitions of comforter. Okay? Thayer's definition. One who pleads another's cause for one and with one, an intercessor. Now, this is good, right? In the wildest sense you can go, or the widest sense you can go, a helper, an aider, an assistant. He's a aid and assistant. Now, he don't do, he's a helper. See, you guys all want him to be a doer. You're the doer. He aids in what you do. If you don't do nothing, he can't do, he can't aid nothing. So if they gave me an assistant all day, right? And the assistant goes, what do we do today? Well, we get up and drink coffee all day. So you sit in the seat next to me, we're going to drink coffee all day. The aide has nothing to do because he can't, he, he's, he's doing his job. He's aiding nothing. If I get up and say, all right, tomorrow we're going to go in the back and we're going to rake the whole yard from one corner to the next. Come on, helper, get a rake. He's going to do what you do and aid you in your doing. So if you don't do nothing all day, the, the helper's sitting there like playing, you know, whatever, tiddlywinks or whatever that is. You know, I don't know. He over there jacking around on his phone. Come on, Right. Let's get going so he can bring aid to what you do. You got to give him some projects. You know, he said, well, get some faith projects. You know what I'm saying? Look, check this out. So watch this. And why, this is so good. The Holy Spirit. You getting this? I love you guys. Are we good? Hey, look, I'll sit at the table. Look, bump all this run around thing. I'll go sit at a table. We'll set a table up. You watch him come. You're going to feel him, man. He's cool. He loves this stuff. I'll sit at a table and I'll answer questions. I don't care what we got to do to get you to get this. I don't, you better, look, man, I don't, I don't care what preacher told you. I don't care what I told you. I don't care about none of that. You better figure out who he is based upon that book. Because they got a lot of misconceptions of who God is and people run around thinking he weird. He ain't weird. He normal. So we're going to go real slow and you can get it. And when we leave here in this month, you're going to want to spend time with him. And then when you want to spend time, then spend time with him the way you want to spend time with him. Go in the room. When I'm done tonight, you know what most of you should do? Go in the room and just talk straight. Be like, this stinks. Because you go into people trying to get answers, and they can't answer nothing. They don't even know what they're doing. They're going to tell you what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Go in there and say, God, I'm ticked off. I'm mad. This ain't working right. My life's, I don't know. He's a counselor. 
Go get in there and get in there and tell God. He ain't going to fall off the table and be like, oh, God in heaven. He's, look, he already knows what you're thinking and what you're feeling. You might as well just tell him. Stop telling people because people, people don't know how to respond. They wind up discouraging you more than anything. Go in and say, God, this stinks. Talk to God all day. Tell him, hey, he sympathizes with you. He's the only one that does sympathize with you. And it's not like sympathy like this, like, oh, baby. And, you know, drying your eyes all day because we might cry a little bit. He's like, okay, I know where you're at. And when you're ready, I'm going to tell you how we overcome it. He comes with a solution because he's the truth. You see what I'm saying? So just chill. Take a deep breath. It's going to be good. But when you're in a race with this, I want you to get it and know who he is and you leave here. The Holy Spirit is destined. Now, this was his job. This is so good. You get this and then we can get cranking. The Holy Spirit was destined to take the place of Jesus Christ with the apostles. That's why Jesus said, it's good for me to go because I'm going to bring him. When he comes, he lives in you. I can only be with you you know what that means? Like, he's like, hey, if we go to Port Orange right now, and me and you jump in the car, we go, I could drive with you, but I can't drive with everybody. Right? Holy Spirit's like, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come live in every one of you, and wherever you go, I can go with you. So you'd rather have Keats over in, you know, Georgia with Jesus, and I'm in Florida, stuck. Well, this is great. Let's wait till he comes back. He'll tell us what to do. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Holy Spirit's in Barbados just chilling inside of him. I'm over here in Florida chilling. He in Georgia. Somebody in New York. Why? He lives inside of you. You getting it? This is why it's good that I go because I'm a man, but he's bringing back the spirit. And that spirit's what gave you the rebirth. That's how you got born again. He come and lived inside your spirit. So he's in you. But I don't hear him. He ain't talking to you audibly. He's leading you through the inward witness. Now, let's write these down. Romans 8, 14, Romans 8, 16. Ain't this good? He sympathizes with you. You understand that? And look at Stop this business, too. Everybody look at me. Get o- People tell you, get over it. How come the Holy Ghost ain't getting over it? Now, listen, I understand, man. I'm the quickest guy to do this. Like, get over it. No, man. But here's the thing. You don't have to get over it, but let's get better at it. Is that okay? I understand people going through stuff. It's okay. We're going to sympathize, and we understand, and we're going to have empathy, but let's get better. Let's find the truth. Now, I understand grief is going to come, and life's going to come, and we get knocked around, but let's get better at this. You know what I'm saying? Now, watch why I tell you this. And you want, to, you want to know how he fixes it? With the word. I'm going to show you this. Look at Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It's that inward witness. Did you get that? You understand what I mean by an inward witness? You know what a witness is? It's an unction. You know what an unction is? You know what that is? It's this. It's a guidance. You ever have this? Man, I feel like i got to do something. So-and-so has been on my mind or something, you know, mm, something with it. Mm. You ever go to do something like, don't do that right now. Yeah. That inward witness, that knowing, like, I need to call somebody. Someone so has been on my mind. Hello? I need to go see them. I need to go there. I need to do this. You know, little impressions. How many of you know you'll start getting better at those things with God and you'll connect the dots and you'll start learning how to be led by the Spirit of God better. For the, look at Romans 8, 16. For the Spirit itself should be himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. It's an inside game. Amen. It's an inside game. You understand that? Like inside, people looking on the outside. 
You know, it was like, well, we need, we need prophecy. Nah, you need a book in your lap to speak to you. I, I love prophecy. God bless prophecy. I ain't knocking prophecy. But you got a more sure word of prophecy sitting on your lap. Because you got a lot of Old Testament mentality in the church. People are like, so we living by this? No, we're not. We're living by the word of God. They didn't have the Bible. They had a greater demand on prophets before. And, and I'm not despising the gifts of the Spirit. So do not say that. But we, we got a bunch of people trying to be led by a more of a prophetic picture than a word of God picture. And if you stay closer to the word of God, you don't need all that stuff. That's the thing. That, now, you understand? I don't want that to go over your head, but you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we need a, we need a word. You got a word on your lap. You got that Bible. Put it to work. Well, what, are the, what, are the, what, are, what are people? Now, look, I'm not knocking none of the gifts of the Spirit. You understand what I'm saying? But, man, look, I, by the time a gift of the Spirit kicks in, it's too late, man. I need faith right now. Put the Word of God together. We'll follow it when we need it. But right now, I can, I'm going to say this. 90% of your life, you could live with the Word of God. And do not have further direction and be just fine. Because you're just living in pages of that book. It's going to lead you to success. Now watch this. We're going to look at this, okay? So you got this. Hebrews 4. And we're going to start with um, 14, passion. Now you got to read this with me. Because this is good. Write this down. Jesus is sympathetic to everything that I'm going through. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? What I said, not what you're reading. We're going to read it in a minute. That's even better than what I said. But he's sympathetic to everything you're feeling. He's the only one who knows what you're really going through. Even when what you're going through. You ever do this? You ever, you ever fabricate something in your mind that's not as bad, but you made it bad in your head, and now it's messed you up, and you know all the while you're thinking it, it ain't what you're supposed to be thinking, but you're still thinking it anyway, because you just want to stay there in your mind, because it's kind of like a fun place to be for a minute. He still sympathizes with that, and that's crazy. He good. He too good. Too good. And then he's like, are you ready now? And you're still mad. You been there? You still tick? I don't need, I'm not going to church no more, neither, God. <laughs> Pastor Chris can shut his bald head up. I ain't giving. I ain't volunteering. I quit. Matter of fact, I'm shipping back every shirt. He can keep his dumb CDs. I don't want to be bothered with him. Come on. I'll mail back his book. Write a little letter in there. I had it. You been there? I know you already been there. Why you all got to lie? Just let, let the therapy happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm done. I ain't volunteering to be, be a member. I bumped membership class. It was stupid anyway. I didn't even want to go. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You never thought that, did you? No. Good. Good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I, God, I, I, you know, how about this? You ever get mad at God? Your money get funny? You know, I give, God. I ain't giving you no more. Right? You ever heard that one? How about this? You ever go to the doctor? And the doctor's like, you need to get it together. And you're like, oh, you, you better show up, God. You said you're going to heal me. I don't look healed. I don't feel healed. You ever go through something tough? I go tell you, God is good. You're like, he ain't too good on Tuesday because Tuesday was bad. You know what I'm saying? You ever go to a marriage seminar? Oh, God, help us. If you love her, she'll be better. She ain't getting better. He ain't getting better. He getting worse. 
Come on. This stuff is going on all the time. And then it's like, oh, great. And then you get this in your head and you get mad and you're like, I don't want to go back. Two, three days later, he's like, you ready? You're like, I'm sorry, God. I know you love me, but I'm kind of crazy sometimes. Two days later, you're just as nutty as you were, right? Why? Because this is what happens internally, but God understands it. Look what he says here in his word and understand this stuff. You got to see this. So when we must cling to our faith and all we know to be true. Man, that's so good. Now read that slow. I must cling to faith and everything I know to be true. Even though when it looks like what I know to be true ain't working. I added that part in. For we have a magnificent king priest, Jesus Christ, the son of God, who rose into the heavenly realm for us and now sympathizes with me and you in our frailty. Stop. He sympathizes in my frailty. Why? Look what he says. 15. You're going to like this. He understands humanity because he was one. God, you don't know what I'm going through. Yes, he does. Because he was one. And I got news for you. Ladies, he understands who you are. Because guess what? You were Adam in the beginning. And he's the second Adam that came back. Don't try to figure it out. Just let me understand it. He understands your intellectually, emotionally. He understands everything. Because your husband, God knows he don't know none. Right? He cannot, you from a different planet. He ain't figuring you out. I'm not knocking you guys. I love you, man, because I, I am one. You can't figure her out. You, 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 will, you, will, you will spend the rest of your life trying to figure out how in the heaven can she have all that going on in her head and you ain't even thinking this stuff, and then she tries to explain it to you, and you, you, you were confused before this started? This is worse than algebra. This is, like, so bad. I'm like... How, what? How did you get that out of that? And then she looks at you and she gives you this. Well, you just don't understand. That's where I started. I didn't understand from the beginning. What, you thought it was going to get better? After that, it's worse. So you just go, okay. <laughs> yes, dear. No, don't try to go to a place of, of understanding something sometimes that you can't get to sympathize with no added instruction. I don't have to figure, I don't have to understand why you're feeling like that. I just got to validate that you feel it. Because your mechanical head's going like this. You shouldn't be feeling that. And guess what? You probably shouldn't. But God's okay with sympathizing for a minute. You should be too. All the while knowing he's the truth. What's your life going to look like when that starts kicking in? I didn't say we're staying here all day. I said, oh, yeah, I can understand how we're like that. That's okay. But now let's go see what the truth says about this. Now, you can't just go spitting out truth all of a sudden, like, because people ain't ready for it. But the truth is where we're going to end up. This is what he's saying. Watch this. Was tempted in every way just as we are, but he conquered it. Conquered it. How did he do that? 16, he went to the throne of grace where you can get help. 
That was the mercy seat that he prepared. That's what made him the high priest. That's where he brought his blood. That was the, that was the Old Testament throne. That was the Old Testament mercy seat where the blood of bulls and goats was shed upon so that we would get mercy for our sins. Jesus went in there once and for all with his blood, laid it on the altar and said, it's finished now. This blood forever, eternally, what? Cleansing us from all our sins. So now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. You go to that throne of grace. You know what that throne of grace is? Go in there and just say, God, I need your help. I don't know the scriptures. What scripture? I don't care if you know scriptures. Go in there and say, God, I need help. You know that? Can you say that? That's a scripture. Ask me right now, right now. Come on. Help me right now. You know what I'm saying? Are you with me? Go in there and say, God, I don't know what to say, Pastor Chris. I don't know all those fancy scriptures. Do you talk to your friends in fancy scriptures? Did I go to Bob? Bob, John 8, 42 says... We shall now, come on, man, cut it out. Go in there, God, today stinks. I don't like it. Why do I feel like this? I'm scared. I'm jacked up. Not your friends and not Facebook. Will you cut it out with that dumb thing? Go in the prayer place and go, where's prayer for you? The car, walking around in Publix. God, you better figure this out. Ah! Open your mouth. You are, you know what, you know what is, you know why you're answer deprived in certain areas? Because you have not been questioned. Bring your questions to God. And once you do, leave it low. And he might not answer right, then some of you so, like, hey, but when's he going to answer me? When you need to hear it. I'm going to say something too, when you're ready. Because some of you ain't ready. You know, write this down. That was really good. God's delay is not because he's being mean or insensitive. It's he's, you're not ready to hear it. God's delay is sympathy, not God's delay and his response is not based upon his um, inability to want to answer you. It's sympathy. You're not ready to hear it. You can't receive it right now. God don't waste words. You get that? Did you get that? So God, so like, God, I asked you questions. Why didn't you answer me? You ain't ready to hear it. So what happens is in his sympathy, he's not going to speak to you in a moment you cannot receive it. He's going to wait till the time's right and speak to you when you're ready to hear him. That's good. I never thought of that before. Ain't that good? So you thought it was punishment, but it wasn't really punishment. You want to know what it is? It was wisdom at its best. Because God don't waste words. Why would he try? Would you try to tell something to someone you love at a moment when you know they can't hear it? No. Why? You know they're going to reject it. So what do you do? You wait till things calm down, and then what do you do? Then you let them know. So delay, delay is not denial there. Delay is just him loving you. Ain't that good? I never thought of that before. Ain't that good? You see that scripture? You like it? You know what's funny? The word sympathy means this, to feel sympathy with. That is by a, a, a basic implication, he commiserates with you. That don't sound nothing like you here in church. 
So he basically commiserates with me. Yep. And don't have a problem feeling what you feel because he knows what you're feeling. And then come with the solution. The only person that should really have a right to bring solutions to your life is the person that really, really is doing it out of love. The only way to really, really do it out of love sometimes, I got to go to where you're feeling even though what you're feeling is not real. Because I can't speak into the situation without the understanding of what you're going That was Mary and Martha all day long. When I read that, I couldn't get it. Didn't understand it. I told you that. Remember we read that in John? He, he, knew, he knew Lazarus was dead. He waited till he died just to make sure that they knew there was no hope in the situation to show up as resurrection life. Remember I told you this? He says he's sleeping, he's sleeping, he's going to get better. Everybody's like, if he's sick, he'll get better, right? No, he's dead. But then it's not going to end in death. You figure that one out. Then gets there, knowing all the while he waited for Lazarus to die to show them the miracle of resurrection power so Mary and Martha can get there. Knowing all the while he's got the answer, the solution, the success, the anointing. He's going to raise him. Gets there with Mary, Martha, looks him in the eye, and she starts saying to him, if you would have got here just in time, everything would have been all right. And, you know, in the day of resurrection, everything's going to be good. He said, don't you know, I'm the resurrection of life. And he groans within himself there. And he knows all the while he's the answer, but he weeps. And my head goes, why are you crying? You know you're the answer to everything going on. And the Lord said this to me years ago. He said, you don't have a right to speak in a situation sometimes till you feel what the people are feeling. That'll throw you for a loop. Why do I got to feel what they're feeling? What they're feeling is not real. And you were the answer. Still got to feel it. Because if you don't feel it, they can't receive it. It makes you almost wild because you go, that's not real. Feel it anyway. Well, how long do we feel it? You show up with the answer. You show up with hope. Because when things look hopeless, somebody's got to teach people how to hang on hope. See what I'm saying? How powerful now are your words going to be in people's lives? Oh, I'm, I'm, I, see, I, can see exa- I see exactly what you're going through. And I understand it. And now here's what he said about where we are from where we are to where we need to go. Because nobody's moving forward into where we're going to go until they understand how much you care. And that's who you, that's, and that's who the Holy Ghost is. Not me, that's who he is. And he's like, oh, but I don't know if I want to spend time with him. He's the only person you want to spend time with. You see him like this. He understands? Yeah. And all the while, and he, he say, but I'm having a pity party. It doesn't make a difference. He still sympathizes. Now, here's, where, here's the only place the next level goes. He, then sooner or later, listen to me, sooner or later, then he's going to come with the truth. Now, here's how we step out. Because some seasons we can't stay in forever. Can't stay there. Might take years. I got people. I got. I got people. They're watching. They've been. I've been doing this twenty. They've been with me at least 10, 12 years, making the same boneheaded mistakes. They will tell you. They ain't grown beyond it yet. They will. When? How do I know? No throwaways in the kingdom, baby. Amen. That's why not everybody's my assignment. But them that are. I'm long suffering, man. I got all day. No. 
I ain't going nowhere. And I'm not comparing me to the Holy Ghost. You can forget that. You know what I'm saying? But you understand what I'm saying. You got to start practicing something. He ain't going nowhere for all of us. He's like, I got forever for everybody. Sympathizing and helping you grow. Doesn't that make you feel like, man, check this out. Watch this. Because he's become our great high priest. Write that down. You know what that means? He's the one making mediation for me and you before God. Look at Romans 8, 26. And we're going to go. Are you okay with this? You know, like when you feel moments of over, being overwhelmed, you felt like sense, sense, sense of like you, you have a sense of despair. This is not negative. You're going through. Things ain't working right. You just don't feel it. You know what I'm saying, guys? We find this everywhere we go, don't we? Somewhere, right? We're not feeling as supernatural. We're not feeling spiritual. Where do I find help? I want, us, I want you to understand this. You have the intercessor ministry of the Holy Spirit, okay? Check this out. He has a ministry of intercession, and I'm talking about the special, unique work of the Holy Spirit that is available to you and me each and every day, especially in times when we feel like we're backed in the corner because of the situations and circumstances of life or we're mind dealing, right? I, I wrote this down. I, re I really like this. Check this out. I wrote this down because I like this. Write this down. I said, I said this about the Holy Spirit. I thought it was cool. Well, I got to find where I put it, okay? The Holy Spirit is the divine advantage. Write that down. The Holy Spirit is the divine advantage in life. He gives you a divine advantage, but you have to take advantage of a divine advantage. Does that make sense? He's the divine advantage. Does that make sense? You know what I mean by that? He's the edge. You want the advantage? So anything you do in life, don't you want the advantage? Right? Come on, right? You want the advantage in life, right? You don't want just like, give me the edge, right? How do we win? What do we do? How about you start using the divine advantage? Woo, come on, man. Tap into the Holy Ghost. He'll give you the advantage of every area of life. He's going to teach you what? Look at Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also, what? Helps us in our weaknesses. For when we know not what we should pray, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, Right? I like that word intercession. You want to know what that word means? I am not going to try that in Greek, but here's the word, right? It's a word that does, 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 does basic in Christian literature. It's the picture of one who comes upon someone who has fallen into some kind of problem or quandary upon discovering the trapped person's dilemma, swiftly swings into action to rescue and deliver the one who was in trouble. I'm going to say it again, Okay. That's like, you know, Rick Renner Greek terminology. Okay? That's where I got it from. So, right, why? Because I want to know what the Greek word really meant in its original. God's one of the best. So I went in there, right? You've seen them. They, they got them at their church all the time. That guy's sharp, right? Here's the definition, formal definition of intercession from the Greek. Ready? And it's an old world, it's an old word that does not appear to exist outside early Christianity and its literature. It is the picture of one who comes upon someone who has fallen into some kind of quandary. Upon discovering the trapped person's dilemma, he swiftly swings into action to rescue and deliver the one who's in trouble. Therefore, the word conveys the idea of a rescue operation. Paul tells us in his word what? 
There is the divine intercession, a special ministry performed by the Holy Spirit when he sees you at a loss for words or when you're trapped in situations you don't know how to get out of. Come on, man. Ain't, there it is right there. Play. You can't get no better than that. What do I got, what do I got better than that? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to give somebody better than that? Come on. Take advantage of the rescue operation. Take advantage. Now, I'm going to show you what this thing's going to do for you. This is going to do this for you. You're going to want to spend time. Tomorrow morning, your relationship with God's going to change. Because I was in Georgia. I kind of preached a little bit like this. You know, I got up. I preached Wednesday. Thursday, man, I, was, I had a different opinion of God. I said, man, I just got to get in his presence. It wasn't deep. I was driving in the car. I was like, man, you're good, God. Yeah, you can do it. I said, you're good, God. I just got like, man, and it was cool, little stuff. Like, go play golf. Be like, man, I want to rip it today. Holy Ghost going, bam, I'm going to get 10 more yards out of every drive. You think I'm kidding? You just have fun with it. He loves it. He loves it. Just get, get, get God conscious again. And he sympathizes with me. He loves me. This is the God I serve. He, you know, somebody the other day, something bad happened. They said, well, guess God's trying to teach me. I said, hush your mouth. That ain't God. God don't do stuff to people to make them teach something, none of that nonsense. That ain't God. That's not the God you serve. He's sympathetic. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants to be in your presence. He's, he's happy you can get up tomorrow and just say, hey, God, God can't wait for you to get up in the morning. He can't. He loves you, man. He loves you. You know, angels, remember said, what is man that thou art mindful of him that you made him a little lower than Elohim? God made you just a little lower than God. You are gods. Yeah, no problem with that. You're not the God. You're gods in the earth. You're ruling rain like kings. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't worry. I don't preach because, because it's what I do for a living. It's the overflow relationship. You don't play and sing because it's, what you, it's, a, it's who you are. It's not what I do. It's who you are. Get to know him, man. He's cool. Like, hey, what's up, God? Get up in the morning and be like, what's up, God? Good morning, Holy Spirit. Right? Benny Hinn wrote that book. Whether you like Benny or not, it's a great book. He started like, hey, get a good morning, Holy Spirit. How you doing today? He's like, hey, he'll talk back. How you doing? It's going to sound like you. Go with it. It'll grow. Yeah, it'll, go, it'll grow with it. It'll grow. Like, how you doing, God? What's up, man? Well, let's go see what's going on. And people, I'm going to tell you right now, you become contagious. You think like this outside of here. Because people are hurting all over the world. Let's go be kind to people. How you doing, man? doing all right man hey what's up you 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 all right you okay you're gonna be okay promise you that how you because i know god i don't gotta know the situation or something. now i'm gonna feel your situation because i don't want you to feel like i'm insensitive because that's not what god does but i got truth i'm gonna i'm gonna build a, I, they don't know this but I, I i'm 2020 i'm in 2023 already today i started taking notes i'm gonna build a system where you can only succeed I'm serious. I'm gonna. I'm gonna figure it out. I've been praying about it. I'm gonna build a system where you can only succeed. I'm not talking about self-help stuff. We have bottled up the only truth there is. God bless all that self-help stuff. I'm down. But I'm talking about. I want to break this word down. If you just do what I tell you to do, there's no way you can't. This is the only truth there is. We got it. The word of God. How do I get mental health right? You stay in that book. How do I break it down where you can get it? Are you seeing what I'm saying? It's important. How do you guys get there? You start getting close to the Holy Ghost. 
Well, just be, just be, he, he feels my, he helps me in my weakness. He's one, he sympathizes, he sympathizes with me. Did you hear what I said? He, you want, go back to that scripture one more time and I'm done. I'm telling you, I was done. That Hebrews 4.12, he sympathizes with my what? Look at this. Uh, go to uh, Hebrews, Hebrews 4.14. Was it 14? Passion? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. You're doing good. Can you put it in the passion? He says, hold fast to your confession. You know that profession is confession? That's next week. You got to hold on to what you say, right? Look what it says in that. Watch this. He sympathizes with us in our frailty. You know what that is? Or I'm a little weak. Ain't we all a little weak somewhere? When fear shows up, right? Fear shows up every time. Now, here's the thing. Say, you know, I got guys. You know what I mean? I just had to. I have to guys. I'm not afraid of nothing. I'm, I pretty much, me personally, I'm afraid of God. I am. That's about it. Anything else we can, you can do. I'm afraid of God. But watch this. Every time you're in faith, fear is all around. So sure, everybody's going to get afraid. But guess what? God sympathizes with your fear, and he comes to bring you strength. God's, I worry. I'm worrying. I'm worrying. I'm worrying. I'm worrying. Okay, God knows you worry, but he sympathizes with your worry, and he brings you strength. Now, what does everybody tell you? Get over it. Shouldn't be afraid. Big guy like you, what are you afraid about? No, that's not what you're supposed to do with people. God doesn't do that. He don't go, oh, eliminate. God never says, eliminate the, the weakness and pretend it's not there and you shouldn't feel it. And why do you feel like that? God goes, no, I'm okay with your weakness. Now let me show you how to be strong. That is how you win. See it? Yeah, I'm jacked up. In my head, I just hit you in the head with a bat. But in my weakness, he's going to show me how not to pick up the Louisville Slugger. You getting it? Okay? In my, my knees are knocking. But I'm not here. Why do your knees, why do you get afraid? Why do you, why do you doubt yourself? Why are you insecure? Why? You should not be insecure. You should have got over this by now. This is What's wrong with you? Humanity. God's like, yeah, you're insecure. That's all right. Cool, because in your weakness, I'm going to be strong. You cannot outdo me with the word of God, guys. You know what he said. He didn't say, why are you weak? You should shut up. Don't you know you're on God's side? He said, yeah, I'll get it. Paul said, I didn't even come here with wisdom and speech. I came here in demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I didn't come. Jesus said, I didn't come here in strength. I came here in weakness. I came in here in humility. And I came in here with what? Lowering myself. I didn't come in here like God. I came in here like man. But because I came in here like man, God's going to make me like God. You see it? Stop trying to go, why is it there? Just know what? He's going to strengthen me beyond it. It's okay to go in there. In weakness. Because in your weakness, I'm going to make you strong. And you want to know the good news about that? You're the only one who knows what you're really dealing with. And when you win, you go come out the other side and go, my God, I'm having it. I go into stuff sometimes. Look, I look like I got it together. Bro, I went on the app. I was somewhere. When we went to India, I went on that platform. There's 5,000 people, and I, I don't stretch numbers. Because these guys all stretch numbers. They told me one time I went somewhere. There was I made I asked Sean to go count. I said they're they're full of it. They can't see straight. That's way too. They're nuts. Count it. And I don't play numbers. I went in there, and there had to be five thousand people in that building. We weren't even supposed to be there. I don't know. I went for as a guest. 
I didn't go there to be the guy to speak. I went there to help 15 minutes. I was supposed to be out. And they were bom- they, the meeting bombed. I thought World Evangelism was easy. Yeah, what did I know? It bombed. It was done. And I never forget. I said, I will not let these people think that the God that I serve is going to go out like this. So I'm about ready to go do something I do not want to do, but ain't nobody else going to step up to the place. I'm just going to go for it. And every ounce of weakness in my ability with nothing, nothing, I had nothing. I had nothing. God said, in three steps, you'll figure out whether you're going over or under. But that's the, three, that's the decision you got to make. I said, I'm going to go for it because that's a long plane ride. And I ain't about to come out of here like some punk. Look like can't got God to do. I was like, I'm serious. That's what I was thinking in my head. I said, like, I ain't going to make God look like this. It was tough. I got it. Those guys weren't, they, they, it was tough. I said, I'm going to go for it. Three steps. And three steps, he hit me. It was like you became Superman. See, but all the while I knew I was only Clark Kent. But all they saw was Superman. Don't let them know you're Clark Kent, guys. Man, things are done. They're like, yeah, it it happens all the time. When you go back to the hotel, you lay on the floor on your knees and cry. Because you know all the while you've only been Clark Kent forever. And you realize he's always been Superman. And you go back the next time. And you figure out, I'm nothing, but he's everything. He's everything. What did you feel like when you were there? Don't tell him. Nobody's got to know. It's okay to be weak. He didn't say you got to be strong. He said, I'll make you strong. He said, let the weak say, say you're strong. I don't feel strong. It's okay. He's going to make you strong. Just don't let him, don't shh. Let him, let him reveal himself to you. Come on, stand up on your feet. He's good. Come on, just close your eyes. I got one prayer for you. That he'll reveal himself to you. PL is going to help you start that journey. I got one prayer. I want him to reveal himself to you the way he really is. Father, I thank you for blessing these guys. Revealing yourself to them supernaturally let them see and know who you really are and let them understand that in your strength they can be weak man that is so good what I just said in God's strength you can be weak it's okay and make them strong 
to face everything they need to see and do in Jesus' mighty name. If you'll just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a moment. Maybe you're in here today and maybe you've never begun that journey with Jesus. Maybe you've never invited him to be the Lord of your life. Maybe you've walked away from him. Maybe you've lived for him at one time and you've said, I haven't lived for him in a minute. And you want that strength that Pastor Chris was talking about. You say, I want to be strength. I want to be strong even in my weakness. If that's you this morning, you say, I want to accept Jesus into my heart, into my life. With with every head bowed, every eye closed, will you just raise your hand in here? Thank you. I see that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's the greatest decision you could ever make. Just put your hands down, and I want everyone in this place to repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, right now, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died and gave your life for me. So I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I invite you into my heart, into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and be my Savior from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. And really quick, just a minute, just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you're in this place right now and you need restoration in your life, you need healing in your body, you need restoration in a relationship, you've got something going on, will you just raise your hand right now? We're just going to pray for you right at your seat right now. But I felt that when I walked in the door this morning, I knew that there was restoration for people this morning. Thank you, God, right now. I want you just to even just, if you can agree with me right now, just say, I believe and I receive right now. Just tell him that. Say, I believe it and I receive it. God, I thank you right now for your healing, restorative power right now that flows in this place, working a healing and a cure. Every infirmity has to go right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, I thank you right now that you are a God who heals. You're a God who restores. You're the God who puts things back together. Every relationship that needs restoration, I pray right now that the restoring power of Jesus would come in right now in a place where they can't, you can. And God, I thank you right now that there's healing for their bodies, healing for their hearts, healing for their souls, healing for their minds, healing in every relationship. We thank you and we give you free reign in this place to move right now. I thank you for touching every person in this place right now. God, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing that breaks every yoke and removes every burden. Every spirit of heaviness has to go right now. Lord, I thank you for your presence. We worship you and we honor you today. We give you glory and praise for who you are. And everyone said, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.